now the super genius, Mark Madden. Konnichiwa, bitches. Konnichiwa. Hi, Marco. I have some important questions for you. That right there, my friend, that's asking for trouble. The X at 105.9. I'm joined now in studio by Serbian reactionary Dejan Kovacevic, the constructor and conductor of DKPittsburghSports.com. Uh, DK, is there a campaign among certain marginal media members to make Pittsburgh feel bad because Pirates' attendance is down and they're in first place? I think ownership is just reaping what it sowed. Um, don't know, don't care is the most forthright answer I can give you, but beyond that... Well, I'll... is ownership just reaping what it sowed? Because even though they are in first place, I sense that the trust has not been restored after what happened since that 2015 team it, was disassembled. It hasn't, but I'm going to give you the most boring but accurate and technical answer to this. Anybody who's ever dealt with or been a professional sports executive will tell you that if you don't sell tickets in the off-season, meaning season tickets and group sales, you're not going to have attendance. There's no there's no tension to buy. There's no feeling that there's ever going to be a sellout. So you either just walk up. and it, The biggest walk-up that you'll ever have I mean ever at PNC Park, and I know this from talking to Pirates executives over the years, is around 2,000 to 3,000. So what you, what you saw over the weekend against the Giants was actually impressive in light of the fact that they didn't sell hardly any tickets in the off season. That's all that's happening here. Well, not, not here. season tickets and plans, but I would suspect that those who did buy season ticket plans bought them for those games. Chose includes. the Giants games yeah. and cut his return. And as therefore part of their they went up. And I'm sure people bought those in advance just as single game tickets as well. One of the most ill-informed things you'll ever hear from people is, oh, look, it was a nice night for baseball, and they've won a couple in a row. Why didn't they fill the place up? They never do. Not in well, any if sport. It's a nice night, if it's a nice night for baseball, it's a nice night for a lot of things. All I'm saying is the, the statistics will show you that people don't buy their tickets a game or two or a day or two in advance of a game They'll tell you that they're bought, even single-game seats, Mark, studies show that they're bought two weeks in advance. So the, the whole subject is just stupid. Well, the Pirates are in first place, one again today. Yes. How seriously should we take that, and where does the season go from here well, at the quarter pole? I think you and I agree on this part. you got to take care of the bad teams. Yes, I'm, okay? a big, I'm a big believer in beating the bad teams. That's your foundation. Especially in baseball. Sean Rodriguez told me last night, uh, after the game, he said their approach has been that basically when they run into teams like the White Sox, that they don't just want to beat them. They want to really beat them. Uh, that's been their mindset. Go at them hard early. Why did they, did they better spread? No, no, no. It's just it's the attitude. It's the approach that they're taking. Hey, he's one of the leaders on the team, yeah, and they're yeah, getting yeah, this don't, done. Don't okay? let him up. However. Get on him early and just get a lead. That's it, and that's what they did last night. Today was obviously a little bit more of a challenge, needing Josh Bell's pinch hit. Uh, single there, RBI single there to win 3-2. to two. But if you look at it overall, here's a number for you. The Pirates right now are, what's their overall record, 25-17? and 17? Correcto mundo. They're 17-5 and five against teams below 500 right now. Now, I'm not saying that to downplay or dismiss what they've done. I'm saying that as giving them credit. Because, again, when you face those teams, this is when you quote-unquote run up the score. Because guess who's coming in next? the Padres, and then after that, they go to Cincinnati and face the Reds. But, man, if you looked at the schedule after that, it's a whole lot of Cubs and Cardinals and Dodgers and Diamondbacks, and it's going to be a real slog. So this is when you pile up the wins. The, the Dodgers, albeit struggling, but, yeah, the other teams. They'll come around, though. You know On that. that list doing very well. Is Gregory Polanco ever going to come good? He's back to looking disinterested 
His stats suck, and he's 26. That ain't old. That ain't young either. In May, he's hitting 320, and he's made more solid contact and had some better at-bats. I don't buy the disinterested thing with Polanco. I never have. I think sometimes he gets lumped in with Marte, who has okay, his brain how farts about out stupid? there. Polanco's not stupid. Uh, Polanco has bad base running, too. Bad plays in the field. Uh, not like Marte. Again, I think they get kind of lumped well, in together. Yeah, so he's not as stupid <laughs> as the really stupid guy. Polanco's definitely not stupid. Uh, I'll tell you this. I think... He's going to come around. I, I loved the way he started the season. You'll remember the opening week. Uh, he has hit for power. The other thing is his on-base percentage is still at a really good rate because of the 22 walks that he's drawn. So he, he's going to hit better, meaning batting average-wise, than the 220s that he's been floating in for a while. You know who else is going to come around and is starting to uh, is Josh Bell. And I'm not just saying that because of the pinch hit RBI winning single today. He just basically poked that through the uh, exposed shortstop area on a shift. He's really starting to make contact. He's having smarter at-bats. He's being more selective. Mark, they've achieved all that they have offensively with Polanco and Bell not being at their best and with Jay Hay being hurt. Are they ever going to have a true number one starter? And Garrett Cole wasn't, so I'm not, you know... Uh, it'd be better if he were there, but I'm not bemoaning his departure from that aspect. But tie on Trevor Williams. I mean, who can step up? And Trevor Williams has done very well, but I know he's not a number one. He doesn't have the stuff to be a number one. He just well, doesn't. Right. And, he, and it, was, it showed again last but night. But Tyon does. Will he ever get to that level? Uh, Tyon can and, and will. I, he's definitely, he's got the stuff. He's definitely well, when, got the because smarts. Because he's, he's not well, getting he any younger either. Was, he also was pitching. He showed me his finger a couple nights ago. It was cut up beyond belief. I was actually surprised he pitched today. So in fairness, and it was the middle finger. Did you say and, to him, and he you're in me, trouble? He showed me the finger, too. Wait, just let's to get the joke the in. Did you tell him, you're in trouble? Uh, no, I didn't. But okay. I'll say this. Out of these guys, uh, Tyon has, is the one who has the capability. Nova is the one who you didn't mention who has the responsibility as being the guy who was expected to be that. Yeah, I, I think he's a ham and egg. Ultimately, though, Very average. what we're going to end up talking about probably in a month or two, especially if the Pirates get through that rough patch that I just described, is they got to go out and get one. Well, where's Nick Kingham? He went down to the minors. Yeah, why isn't he in the majors? Joe Musgrove was called back up because he went five and two-thirds perfect innings and because they think that he, he's got the pedigree coming up from Houston. Five and two-thirds perfect innings where? In rehab. It in, no, 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 right, in Indianapolis. Because right. Nick Kingham did that in the major no, leagues. No, no, and then some. no, I understand that. Now, I think King, Kingham's going to be back. Somebody's going to have to come out. I think the guy who we didn't even, the only one that we didn't mention really here, and he's got the certainly the velocity, if not necessarily the overall arsenal that has to step up is Chad Cool. Again, not as a number one. Mark, look, when we get to the deadline, we're going to be talking about one thing with this team. And that if, assuming they get through this patch intact, and I, I'm not sure that they will. They got to go get a starting pitcher. Yeah, we'll see about that. We're talking today's on Kovacevic. He's brought to you by Walnut Grill. What's the word with the injuries to Marte and Cervelli? It'd be a tough go without them for too long, wouldn't it? As Cervelli's fine. He showed me uh, his arm uh, after the game. Do these game. guys just come up and show you body parts randomly, seemingly? You know, it's just the way it happens in the conversation on this particular program. Actually, <laughs> but that's you know, I'd hey, I'd rather have Cervelli show me his arm than Tyon show me his middle finger. How's that? Fair enough. So Cervelli showed me the arm, and it, it's it's bruised, but it, he sh- it was right on a muscle, so he'll be fine. Uh, there's a reason Elias Diaz played today. Uh, Marte, though, is different. Uh, they're fearing that it's an oblique. Uh, and for those who don't know what that is, that's that muscle in the side of your waist, basically, that if you're swinging a baseball bat in anger, it is not a pleasant thing. 
Uh, they're concerned about it. If he's out, that's an issue. Sean Rodriguez has been the center fielder the last two games. You don't want that over a sustained period of time. Uh, and I don't know that they feel that Austin Meadows is ready to come up and do that either. So that that would be concerning. Uh, you mentioned they need to go get a pitcher. Where else did they need to get better? I, I like that they can hit. I'm not sure about their depth of hitting. And we just discussed injuries. I think their hitting is very solid. I also think it's such that if they got an injury to a Marte, uh, their offense would be partly crippled. Yeah, to Marte specifically because you don't have another center fielder. But the depth overall, I, I don't have a problem with their bench. When you have David Freeze, Sean Rodriguez. Yeah, but you're talking about guys who the more they play, the worse they play. Yeah, but I don't know. that You're talking about depth here as opposed to just them starting on a well, regular basis. Well, yeah, but I'm talking about, I'm talking yeah. about if, that, if, if Marte or somebody else in that ilk gets injured. Yeah, and Jose Osuna is a, a guy who can swing a bat. He should be out there. He played a decent first base today. Uh, I thought they need to find a position for him at some point. Don't forget, Jong Ho Gong is going to come back at some point as well. Maybe uh, he'll be back. And then, but what, but what guarantees does he offer after if, after how long he's been away from organized baseball? Uh, I think he can roll out of bed and hit. I, I really do. Well, I, then, I, then he, he should he, be up here right this second. Well, he's not ready. The fact that he's engraved in indicates you're wrong. The, I think he's got other things to work on. No, I, I know what you're saying. What driving? No, the way Neil Huntington described it, described it on Sunday made made sense. He said he can hit a fastball at any point. It's just getting his timing back with other pitches and sequences and everything. But overall, you're asking who they or what they should be looking at. I don't know that it's offense nearly as much as it is. Not just the starting pitcher. But don't oh, no, forget, no, 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 they no. just took George Contos out of the setup role, Mark. They need to get somebody that they can rely on in those middle relief ends. No, no, no. I'm not, I'm not disputing that need. I'm just I'm skeptical on Dickerson, who has never been a good second-half hitter. That is correct. I'm skeptical on the depth in general, because like I said, Freeze and Rodriguez are excellent subs. Yeah, and you the don't... The more they play, the worse they hit. Uh, Adam Frazier, I think the same actually applies to him. See, I, think I really think Frazier is going to be better I the think more he's, he's I exposed. Think he, I think he's more super utility than he is a regular. He might be. The other guy you didn't mention, but is, is fair to include in that group, is Colin Moran, who's had a yes. decent start, but we just don't know. He played 16 major league games in his life before this season. We don't know if he'll get exposed the way Dickerson did once he sees these same teams, the same sets of pitchers, especially right. inside the division. So... I mean, could you add another bat? Yeah, I mean, I've heard people talk about Jordy Mercer. You're not going to upgrade on Jordy Mercer without overpaying. Jordy Mercer is a good major league shortstop. Right, he's value for money for what they're currently he, paying. He really is, and to, in other words, to get him, you're going to have to give him up if that makes any sense. Yes. So, I, I, I would focus if I were the Pirates on pitching. And guess what, Mark? They've got the money to spend. But will they? No. <laughs> uh, I, I want to get back. Talk of the devil. I want to get back to attendance just a bit. Yeah. Will attendance go up if they keep winning? No, attendance will go up because of what you just mentioned earlier, okay? And that is that those are when group sales and season sales have been purchased for. Like, you can go through when you pick a 20-game right, plan. for the plan. late spring and summer games. Yeah. Correct. And you're going to see people become more engaged and more interested if, if they, they keep, keep winning. winning. Right. So what ends up happening here is they'll buy them two, three weeks out, and you'll see bigger crowds. You're not going to see sellouts. You're not going to see – I don't even think you're going to see fireworks night sellouts. But you are going to see an what? uptick in attendance. Uh, hey, I'm going on the 30th. Did you I, hear? I can't stress this enough, though, man. This idea that people just 
walk up to the stadium and go, hey, man, look, hey, there's a ticket window. Look at I'm going to walk in. That's not I how it works. I purchased for the 30th well in advance, Dejan. There you go. You're so the I, role model so for I, buying tickets I to am PNC indeed. Park. Hey, I'm spending more money on these two <laughs> tickets than most people are for you know their entire 10-game plans out there with the Hoy Boy. And then you have in the last 10 years of buying tickets to go to Well, Pirates it's games. better than sitting in the press box. You know, that's a rough press box, man. Uh, no, no, there's a bunch of jerks in that press box. You know what, though? I've, I've turned, I've, I'm becoming a nice person now. Mark. There's a bunch of jerks in every press box, except for whatever reason, maybe because I'm looked upon as some kind of elder statesman. Everybody I, comes and talks to you. I like the hockey press box. Because everybody comes and talks but to you. But don't you hey, like Mark, the hockey press up? box? I do, but only because you're there, Mark, because I can Shut come up. over Shut and up. bounce stop, stop ideas stop. off of you. You don't even do that. You wear those goofy, <laughs> goony headsets all the friggin' time. <laughs> Listening to the vapors. At the at the friggin' game now, uh, see the the football and hockey, the football and baseball press boxes though, and I've been in a baseball one for ten years, but it's a bunch of guys who think they invented the sport. Um, it, it's changed a lot. For the They're, better. It, it's just mostly empty now. What the baseball press box? Oh yeah, it's 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 about twenty times bigger than it needs to be. There's not many people to cover the team. So it's the ballpark on a lot no, of No, but nights. even the visiting media, I mean, no one tr- flies and travels anymore. That's true. So it, it's just, it, it's a it's a very empty, hollow Our place. business is dying. It's dying. And we're Mine picking, isn't. And we're picking the corpse's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> Mad cackling laughter here on 105.9 The X. Uh, let's talk Penguins for just a second. Yep. They have a big surplus up front. And we touched on it last week, but I've been really thinking about it. Who... Is going to be the odd man out. What's going to happen to him? Well, you read Mike Sullivan's. You probably haven't had time to read his letter today. Yeah. Okay. The most striking thing to me in there was his emphasis, like Jim Rutherford's emphasis, on we're going to need young players. We're going to need yeah. the players coming up from Wilkes-Barre, coached by Clark Donatelli and all that other stuff. That's their way of saying, yet again, Daniel Sprong's going to play. Zach Aston Reese is going to play. Some of these other guys, maybe a Teddy Bluger, Fred, Freddie Tiffles, these kinds of guys are going to be. who? I'm just throwing it out there. He's going to want to see fresher legs. That's going to be his emphasis, I guarantee you, all summer long. Freddie Tiffles, Frederick Tiffles. The Teddy Dana, Bluger the and Freddie Tiffles sound like two 14-year-old kids. Like, there's not enough guys to yep. make up. Sides for a street hockey game? Oh, let's get Teddy Bluger and Freddie Tiffles. And guess what? We were saying the same stuff about Brian Rust and Connor Sheary nope, before nope, they came they didn't up. No, because they didn't have goofy names. No, nah, they didn't. Well, he was Sheary at the time, so. Well, now, now, doesn't it depend, this whole thing, on who's tradable? For example. Sheary. Uh, well, I'd rather keep Rust and Sherry or Haglin. Then you're not changing anything. But, but here's the thing. You can get something for Rust. Other teams want him. I, yes. I keep thinking there's going to be a trade, not of a big name. But a trade we don't expect because it's a trade that's makeable. Yeah, I think in in the cases of Rust and especially Sherry because he's due the three million over the next couple of years, uh, and has not performed uh, in the playoffs. And really, honestly, Mark hasn't performed unless he's been on the top line. You know, he's been much more well, of a complimentary player. He's been player. pretty rotten since the twenty sixteen playoffs. And. Uh, I mean, he's, yeah, okay. I, I'm no, thinking of the big goal against he, San he, Jose he, he and everything. He's got 18 goals this year, but there are 18 goals nobody remembers. Uh, yeah, I don't hold timing against guys that much. I I, I I think the fact that he got those 18 goals really in a supporting role and, and by feeding off of Sid and Jake to a large extent. Uh, Sid and Jake, obviously Sid, but Jake has found a way to create his own offense to his credit. Uh, Rust has been able to do that. Sherry hasn't. So between that and the contract, I would not be surprised in the slightest if Jim is actively seeking a return 
on Sherry, even if it's negligible, just to free up the cap room and free up the roster room, and then start bringing in those younger guys. The team has to have a different look. Like Mark. Teddy Blugers and Freddie Tiffles. That stays on Kovacevic, a goofy name himself. I'm Mark Madden. You're listening to 105.9 The X.